Welcome to the Mentor of the Month. This is Stuart Anderson. Uh, the Mentor of the Month program has been part of the Crown Council membership since the very beginning. Uh, it's our belief that we should copy genius. So we go about asking uh, different businesses or Crown Council members. And in this episode, uh, I spend some time with Dr. Brian Harris, the 2007 Young Dentist of the Year. Uh, Brian's from Phoenix, Arizona and uh, is part of the Harris Dental Group. Brian's been part of Crown Council with his father, Joe, for a long time. And uh, he, we had some interesting conversations about what they're doing great for Smiles for Life. Uh, they are always at the top of the list when it comes to Smiles for Life for giving and doing, uh, doing good in their community. Uh, Brian talks about some of his uh, business ventures, one of them being Smile Virtual Consult, uh, what that means and how he's kind of transformed his own personal image on Instagram and social media, how he runs his own social media accounts and, and his philosophy behind that. Uh, he talks about his family. Uh, we spent some time talking about Harris Dental and how he does uh, work getting along with his brothers and his father and what the practice is like and, and uh, kind of how they make that run. It's a, a great program. I wish we uh, could have spent some more time with Brian. He's uh, filled with so much enthusiasm and energy and uh, everything he touches seems to really work and, and uh, be better. So hopefully you enjoy this uh, new Mentor of the Month. Dr. Brian Harris. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month. This is Stuart Anderson. I'm uh, with my longtime friend, Dr. Brian Harris. What's up, Brian? What's up? How's it going? Going good. We're uh, uh, Brian and I have some pretty fun, interesting history that started actually uh, in Augusta National when we used to host Crown Council doctors at the Masters. Uh, man, it was a lifetime ago, but... Um, since then, we've been on trips to the Dominican, Guatemala. Uh, we've met Garth Brooks together, as well as had a really uh, awesome opportunity every year at the annual event to connect and be together. But um, Brian has some incredible opportunities in his own personal business and then businesses outside of, well, I guess they're not outside of dentistry. They're just outside of your practice that we want to talk about today. So um, will you introduce yourself where you live uh what your practice looks like kind of what you spend your time um what what your day looks like yeah of course so i practice in phoenix arizona and um i have four kids have been practicing um, 14 years now I'm married 18 years and have a really cool family dynamic within the business and that i practice with my father my brother, I have another brother that's also a dentist, and my only other brother is a dental lab technician. And my father-in-law is a dentist too. So um, it, is a, it is a dental you know, family dynasty, which makes it exciting. Um, it, it, it makes it complicated at times too. And, and uh, I hope to get into some of that today, just to, just to share with some of the listeners um, about what that looks like working with the family. But aside from that, um, I do a lot of speaking uh, as a key opinion leader, and I have a few kind of fun projects going on the side within dentistry that, that, uh, that help me step up my game and, and uh, make sure that, that I'm providing the, the highest level of, of care for my patients. So, so it's kind of fun. It's, uh, it's all kind of interconnected, which, which makes it fun and interesting. But uh, at the end of the day, 
I'm a dentist, just like just like everybody else, and uh, just really loving what I do. And Brian was uh, man. He's you've been Crown Council member since since day one. I mean, the the culture of Crown Council is something that your practice has been uh, a part of. Your dad was a, one of the original Crown Council members. You won the Young Dentist of the Year award. Man, wh when would that have been? Two thousand and two, two thousand. I think it was two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Well, I know that it was because I put it on my uh, TV because it's it's amazing. No, but uh, I mean, I I attribute a lot of my success in practice and in my personal life to the Crown Council. You know, both both the annual meetings and and the mastermind group I'm a part of because of the Crown Council have uh, have been instrumental really in, in my success because it is uh, it's just a phenomenal group. Brian, will you tell us about, uh, I know that your practice over the years has, has kind of changed. So um, you had multiple practices where your brothers were practicing in different locations. And um, I've seen you now kind of consolidate and move everybody under the same roof. Can you, can you talk about the dynamics of your family practice and kind of where you guys have gone and what you've learned from um, the last couple of years? Yeah, it's been really interesting, actually. So my my dad started uh, Harris Dental in 1979, so almost 40 years ago, started this practice. And uh, in 2003, my brother Eric came out of school, joined him. Um, I joined in 2005. My brother Scott joined in 2007. Um, and it has been just an awesome run. What we realized as we got out of school and joined the practice. We saw the numbers increase. We saw the business do better. And we just kind of realized like, hey, we're really good at this. We, we really know how to run a business. And, and um, it was right about the time, maybe six, seven years ago, where there was a lot of hype with opening multiple offices. Because I think that's every dentist's dream is to be able to, you know, do what they do, but do it on, on a high level where they can someday you know, have enough money coming in from from other offices or other projects where they don't have to be uh, at the chair you know for 45 years of their life um, but it was a it was actually a rude awakening for us because we got you know several years into the project we had five offices within the Harris Dental umbrella and uh, we loved it we had great teams we had uh, great things going but you don't realize how much work it really takes managing multiple offices. And uh, that was the biggest eye opener for us. And so since we have now consolidated, we've brought on amazing partners, transitioned the, the practices over to them and um, have all of us Harris's now under one roof doing dentistry together, kind of maximizing our profitability. And tell me about, so I work with Greg, my father all day. Tell, tell me about how you manage family all day that you work with <laughs> yeah, so i think it's one of the it's like one of those things that's not talked about much in dentistry it's it's one of the businesses where there's so many father son father daughter you know daughter son actually not daughter son that doesn't make sense. <laughs> let's, let's do that again father son fa i was trying to be politically correct and i messed it all up so father son uh father daughter or mothers working with their children uh within dentistry too and and everybody just assumes that everything's amazing 
and you go to work and it's this great family business and everybody gets along and, and uh, it actually is amazing, but you have to understand that there are a lot of personalities and a lot of dynamics at play and that, you know, sometimes things don't always go great. You know, sometimes there's differences of opinions. There's, there's difference in, in generational um, thinking. And, and uh, I think you need to embrace the fact that um, some diversity and some struggles are real in that dynamic. And I actually think it's, it's one of the things that needs to be talked about more within our profession, just so, just so more families can work together. How, how do you guys manage who is doing what and keep, keeping all of the Scott happy and your dad happy and you, I mean, cause I'm sure you each have a, a role in the practice. How has that been created? Is there a culture guide behind who's doing what? Yeah, you know, we're actually working on it right now. Um, I think it's always in, it's always changing and it's always something you need to, to work on and reinvent. And it has to do with where we're at in our careers. My dad's in this, like the sweet spot of his career where, you know, he's had an amazing run, but he's still got a lot of gas left in the tank. Um, but for him, you know, it's, it's not about the money. It's about, it's about the people. It's about just enjoying what he does and loving. It's about uh, loving coming to work every day. And, you know, for me, I'm in a little bit different spot where it's not that it's about the money, but I am kind of in that prime of my career where I'm trying to, to choose the things that are most beneficial for me, where I can leverage my time, um, be the most profitable that I can be when I'm at the practice. And, uh, and Scott's in a similar place, but, but maybe a little bit more uh, chill than me. And that he just, he wants a successful practice. He wants to maximize profitability. But he also wants an amazing lifestyle. He wants to be able to come into the practice when he wants to leave at a good time and have time with his family. So you mix all those three under one roof and uh, yeah, it takes a little bit of work to make it work. Um, but as long as you can look at it that way um, from a business perspective, you really can make it work. And are you guys, is everyone involved in all the different practices, you know, the multiple locations? I mean, or is that, is that your responsibility or how does that work? Yeah, all of us are involved in that. You know, now that, now that we're down to one main office, it's more of an effort of who's overseeing what, you know, who's driving the vision of the practice, who's overseeing the numbers and operations, who's overseeing um, team and culture. And so that's what we're dividing up now that we're all under one roof. We can say, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to be a little bit more over the vision and where the practice is going and the dynamics where, uh, where dad can focus on keeping the culture strong and Scott can really work on um, operations and, and financial stability. Very cool. So uh, last time we were together, it was actually in Vegas. We went to the digital dental marketing conference and uh, Brian was a mainstay speaker. You got the opportunity to share some of the cool stuff you're doing with digital marketing. Uh, could we maybe move into uh, your, your knowledge there? I think a lot of Crown Council members are interested in what they've seen you do on social media um, and maybe why you're doing it. Like, what, what's going on? Could you explain um, your social media strategies? Yeah, of course. So I actually was not a fan of social media and dentistry when it first came out because um, it just looked like a lot of 
hype and branding, meaning, you know, it was great. You could post things, you could talk about your team culture. You can post funny memes about flossing and, and, uh, you know, and other things that, that were quote unquote social media. And I would do it and I'm like, this is weird. It's kind of embarrassing, but you have to, you have to do that because you have to have an awareness about your practice and, and people need to know who you are. Well, what I think really changed was this whole idea of social proof, you know, not just social media to post about your office and culture, which is important, but social proof that, you know, you are actually really good at something, whether that be sleep apnea, ortho, cosmetics, um, implants, whatever it may be, because, you know, that's where people are going nowadays to find um, services. Before it was all about the internet and searching. Now it's, it's right in front of their faces every day. Yep. And it's this idea of, of social proof and building trust that is, is just really taking over. It is, it is my only source of new patients at the moment, and it's been that way for about the last year and a half. Um, I only take patients that come through social media. That's, that's how, uh, how much it's changing ministry. And, and um, I, I think that a lot of docs that I've talked to are interested in the, ti- the time, um, the effort, you know, because to, for most of us, it's you get on your phone and you swipe <laughs> around a little bit. Talk about your strategy. I mean, how do, how do you plan it? How is it prepared? The time you spend, the work you do into in really making it. I mean, if it's your only marketing, I can only imagine the effort that it takes yeah so that's what that's what makes it different the cool thing is it's free like you're you're not having to pay to do any of it it's but it, but you are trading your time for it yeah. and so it's either delegating that to a team member or just owning it i actually enjoy doing it because i feel like i'm really building relationships with people and so when they actually come in to see me and they've already been following me on social media you know by the time you know, we, we get in and do their virtual consult. And by the time they're actually in the chair, uh, it's like a 90% case acceptance on high dollar cases because there's so much of a relationship already built. Um, so I just set aside time. I set aside an hour at the start of every day. And that's for uh, putting together content. That's for recording consults. That's my time spent for building that side of, of the business. But uh, I think the, the key is, and when we could talk for hours just about this, but the key is once you have a strategy in place for attracting more of the dentistry that you want to do, you know, it's, it's actually gathering content. So for me now, everything is content. I'm taking tons of pictures in the practice. I'm screenshotting texts from patients. I'm, I'm screenshotting every time they post a picture about their smile and they may tag me in it. Um, it's just, it's just gathering content for the story you want to tell. And how did that start? I mean, where, where did you begin? Because I know that content's not easy to find at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it actually started with my wife. So she is a, she's a big marathon runner. Um, run like 30 marathons all over the world. And, and she had started a running Instagram page. And um, she kept saying, man, you need to do this for dentistry. And, you know, you know how it is. Like when people close to you tell you to do things like, you never think it's a good idea. And then you see someone else do it and you're like, oh, this is a genius idea. I should do this. And so I, I started posting 
cases. And what I realized right away was people that I went to high school with, people that I went to church with, neighbors, like they knew I was a dentist, but they didn't really know what I do because they weren't really going on the internet, looking up my name, going to my practice website, going through eight different pages to get to my bio, looking at before and afters. I mean, there's so many steps involved to get there where once I started posting cases, you know, just strolling through Instagram one night, they pull up my page and they can see these cases. Now they see these before and afters and all of a sudden now they're like, Holy cow, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing, you know? And, and uh, then the console started coming in. And once I saw that that trend was happening, I'm like, well, man, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing this. And then it just turned into, um, you know, the, the biggest part of, of my practice. Could you, um, could you talk about or define social proof? Like what, what is it? Uh, maybe for people that, that don't know what it is. Yeah. So t- to me, social media is, those are like the, the typical posts about your team or birthdays or culture or patient of the week. Social media for me is like branding your culture. Social proof is defining you as an expert in what you do. Okay. So back in the day, it was you had to go through all the continuums, uh, Dawson, Pinky, Pack Live. You know, you go through all this training, build up your resume, um, do all these things to to be able to say, yeah, this is the kind of dentistry I, I I know how to do. Well, nowadays, as long as you can prove that you're really good at what you do social proof is everything. So it's establishing you as your own personal brand. You know, people buy from people. We know that, you know, Steve Anderson talks about that all the time and it's establishing your own personal brand and becoming somebody that people want to buy from and then showing them social proof of what you do or your expertise. It's so awesome, especially because there was a time, you know, when I followed your Instagram page as a friend, and it was fun and it was funny and you know pictures of this and that and then all of a sudden um your instagram page became um it it was why why wouldn't i include who i who i am as a dentist i mean this is me because i see dental instagram pages and then personal instagram pages but you've embraced the opportunity to be one here i am at home here i am at the office this is who i am like if it's kind of like take it or leave it. This is, this is the social proof of what I do. And I, it's a, it's such a neat, I mean, it's almost like, well, obviously this is what social media is built for to prove who I am and what we do and not to be fake about um, what's really going on in my business. So. Well, yeah. And I think you, you just nailed it right there because sometimes I think the success is because of, Oh, wow. I did this is a great before and after I post it. And, and so people reach out, but the reality is it's all about relationships. It's all about trust at the, at the very core. It's about everything that you guys preach at the crown council. And it's about building relationships with people and breaking down barriers when they feel like they, well, they see a picture of your work, but when they feel like they can trust you because you also just posted a real life picture of, you and your family or a funny video of, of you and your kids and, and they feel like there's a relationship there, then they reach out and you know, that's the key. So it's not like, it's not a game. You're not just 
coming up with content. We're like, oh, this will look like I build trust and posting it. And then they're like, oh, now I'm going to post a good before and after. I mean, it, that's not what it's about. It's just being like, it's who you're being in that process that is, is where the success comes from. It's, it's who you are at the core of just being yourself, you know, and, and I think the, the hardest thing for Dennis is, you know, we can be so judgmental of each other sometimes. And so Dennis don't want to like post a before and after of like, Oh, well, what's, what's, you know, Joe blow up the street going to think because, you know, seven's a little bit longer than 10 in this photo. And, and we, we worry so much about ourselves. And, and when you can let go of that and realize it's not about you, it's about the patient, then I think that's where the success comes in. Um, so you've also created, one thing I know about you is you're very innovative. Like uh, when it comes to starting stuff and doing things, uh, things that are kind of, I wouldn't say like outside the box, but when it comes to like um, taking dentistry and being a little more um, progressive. Uh, and one of those things I've seen you do is this new business you started, Smile Virtual Consult. Um, and in no in no way is this like a plug for Smile Virtual Consult, but we have to talk about it. Like, uh, will you first explain what it is and the solution behind it, like what you saw and why you created uh, this little business? Yeah, so part of it happened when I started doing the social media stuff. Everybody would message me and ask what things cost. And I realized, like, I had this awakening moment. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, think about when people come in for consults. They're really there trying to figure out three things. They want to meet you to see if they trust you. Yeah. They want to figure out what you recommend for them. And they want to figure out really what it's going to cost. And I, you know, I would argue if, if anybody feels differently than that to really think it through, because at the end of the day, that's all we all really want to know is like, you tell me what it costs. But we as dentists for this, for some reason, we, we don't like to quote fees because it's uncomfortable. And so I started, you know, thinking about that process and I think, you know what, next time people ask me a question, I'm just going to tell them to send me a smile photo. And then from there, I'll record a video and, and I'll record a, a customized consult for them that tells them what I recommend and it tells them what it's going to cost awesome. because then they can see me. The trust is built. They know what it costs. But the cool part about it is the, the platform, the way we created it. I record when I have time. So most of my consults, I record like at five in the morning between five and six 30. And then the patient watches it when they have time. And so there's like, there's no awkwardness, like take it or leave it. If they don't have the money or they, they don't like the diagnosis, great. They don't have to come in and it's not weird. And same thing for me. If I'm talking about money or presenting their treatment options and I mess up, great. I just stop recording and I record again. Yeah. So it's, I mean, at the core, but it's really, it's really just being real direct with people and telling them what they, what they want to know. Um, but the, the great thing about it that doesn't get talked about that much is, is now that I send all my new patients through that funnel, think about what it means when they're actually in my chair, not up in my office, they're in my chair. I've already told them what to do. I've already told them the fee. I know they're bought in hundred percent. Otherwise they wouldn't be there. Yeah. 
So it's, it's taken my case acceptance from 40% and it's between 85 and 90% now just because I've broken down those barriers and, and told people what they wanted to know. And so um, explain the process a little, a little more in detail. So let's say um, I, see your, I see your Instagram page and I say, hey, I want to see if this guy could help me. I've always thought about having my smile done. Well, then what's the next step? How do they get, how do they get to you? What will happen is there's a link in my bio that takes them right to a landing page where it just says, you know, wanting to improve your smile, get your questions answered in three easy steps. And then they click it, they upload a photo, they put in their email address, and then they tell me what they want to change. That's it. And and for those that, that message me directly, I just say, hey, you know what, follow the link in my bio, upload your information, I'll give you a quote. And once I have that, then that's golden. Now I have their email address. I have what it is that they're uncomfortable with or they want to change. And I have a picture of their smile. So let's ignore all the fact that the, let, let's say, let's talk about all the people that decide not to move forward at this time. What I have right now is I have their email address. I have their pain point and I have a picture of what they look like from a marketing standpoint alone. It's just, it's huge. But those that do move forward, um, you know, I, I will take, I'll put it into our system, I'll record the live video, um, it gets sent out to them, and then it's a whole automated marketing platform to keep them, uh, keep them in, the, in, in the loop. So awesome. Well, one of the things that I love too, Brian, is um, about a year ago, I don't know, it feels like a year ago, it could have been longer, but you had a contest where you we're trying to decide kind of what, what to call uh, this idea. And uh, you asked people to, you know, help you decide what, what this was, this test drive of yep. the smile. And, and about that same time, you also started changing your tagline of who you are, um, which I love. Can you explain kind of your tagline for you, yourself personally? Yeah, my kids think it's really nerdy, but you know, when people ask me what I do, instead of just saying a dentist now, I'm just I just say, you know, I'm a confidence builder. And and they're like, Dad, you're such a dork. Like, just tell me you're a dentist. But it opens up it opens up a whole another level of conversation. You're like, hey, well, you know, people many people know me as a dentist, but what I really do is build confidence. And at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. I mean, that's what we all do as dentists whether it's, it's pulling teeth, placing implants, you know, um, improving people's hygiene. It's just, it's building one's self-confidence of, of their smile and their mouth. And, and um, that's, a, that's a really big deal. So, but going back to your question about um, the contest. Yeah, at the end of the day, I could have just named it. And, and it was this, this whole idea of doing a composite mock-up at the first visit with mobile composite, kind of something um, unique that we do at our office. But I thought, you know, this is a great way to uh, build a following and to get people involved. So I offered a thousand dollars off a small makeover for whoever could name it. And that alone, but, but part of entering the contest was following me on, on social media and then tagging two friends and, you know, putting their idea in the post. And so it's little things like that when, you get into the next phase of like growing your following um, or, or, or building up um, 
uh, your expertise and reputation uh, that, that you can then leverage contests and giveaways and and that's where the the power of social media really comes in um in smile virtual console it, it's not just you though i mean uh, when doctors in the crown council hear this idea uh, you've actually spread the idea beyond your practice right i mean you've you've built a, a model that other doctors can use can you talk about that yeah so there's there's currently about 45 doctors using this platform um, in five different countries, and it's been it's been really cool to see that in London a doctor can be there and close a case. I got an email the other day uh, from a doctor that said, "Hey, I closed my first ten thousand dollar case, you know, and he's been using it two weeks." And then the same day, um, I was with um, Guy Gross from the Crown Council, and uh, he was telling me he had twelve virtual consults to do that day and how he was overwhelmed. So the fact that it can work as well in Phoenix, Arizona, as it does in, in London, in, in Salina, Kansas, tells me that, you know, this is, it's not just this little niche that I found, it's, you know, this is all over. This is what everybody wants to know. You know, all of our patients really are the same um, wherever we go. So, so yeah, there's 45 doctors using it now. We kind of eased into the growth to make sure that we could keep the um, the quality up and, and train these doctors and uh, and now we'll, we plan on continuing to grow and and uh, making it a big part of of dentistry really. It's awesome, man! So cool. It's really actually really fun to watch because I you might my kids kind of think I'm a nerd because the only people I follow on social media are dentists. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feed of smile designs in my office. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so uh, once again, Harris Dental has positioned themselves at the top of Smiles for Life. Uh, we closed out 2019, uh, having raised a million eight hundred thousand dollars. So we were up again this year for uh, donations, and Harris Dental is, you know, top of the list and have been many times over the years. Could you share how how year after year, you're making the Smiles for Life charity campaign a success in your practice. Yeah, I, I'll go back to the conversation you and I had last week where you said, hey, how did you guys do it? And, uh, you know, I told you, I'm like, you know what, I don't even know. I don't ever remember talking about it once in like a team meeting or, and I kind of laughed because, you know, that's not the way it should be. But what happens is when you have ingrained in your culture this idea of giving, it just becomes part of who you are. And so the team doesn't complain. You know, we don't worry about like, how are we gonna fit this in the schedule? It just happens and, and the team, you know, is on board and they're willing to whiten smiles, they're willing to make room in the schedule because, you know, it, it's just a part of our culture. And uh, I just recently finished reading a book called The, the Go-Giver and, um, it was an eye opener for me because it talks a lot about these similar concepts of just when you, and it's actually kind of at the core of even the virtual console concept. When you give people of your time and your expertise and when you give time to charity and, and you, you really provide, I'm not talking about giving away services, but when you just give of yourself and your expertise, it's amazing how that comes back tenfold. And, uh, so, I mean, our secret, I think, is just making it just part of who we are, and, and uh, 
it's it just feels feels amazing to be able to give back and and to have those type of results and for, for you uh moving forward i i would be interested to hear what what do you see the future here whether it's harris dental or, or just dentistry in general what what do you see for dentistry moving forward i see it's interesting because as i've been in practice when i first got out of practice it was all about um isn't it wonderful when patients say yes it was all about full mouth treatment planning and and the patients i mean this attitude of like some will some won't so what this attitude of full mouth treatment planning and and giving people a, a, an all-inclusive um look at what they need in their mouth and i see things shifting i see that social media has drastically changed how patients are looking at uh, their dentist. And it's becoming much more of a profession of when we can figure out what it is that people want and find out a way to make it happen, like that's where the success lies. So uh, TOPS teaches, you know, what matters most. And, you know, the, these aren't new principles, but when, when doctors can realize that it's about the patient, and instead of telling people what they need to do, just like stopping and asking people what they want, um, I think that's where dentistry is heading. It's, it's less of a authority figure telling others what they have to do and more of like us being there to just serve people with what it is that they want. That's where I see uh, the shift happening. And that's where I see when, when doctors can figure that out, um, they'll really start to see the success in their practice. Well, it's cool because um, your 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 title, confidence builder, and then the tagline of Harris Dental, where people mean everything. I mean that that drives a hundred percent of the culture that you just talked about. It's not you guys aren't faking it. It's not like you're trying to, you know, do something that you don't preach. I mean, every day your employees arrive and they say, "Yeah, people mean everything." And Brian is not about fixing teeth. He's about building confidence. I think it's. Uh, even though those are just little things, um, they change the culture of your practice probably in in more ways than you. Can. So I'm sure you realize it, but no, for for sure. And I think um, I think we are part of such an amazing profession, but you know we have to stop and realize sometimes that without our patients, you know, we have nothing. And and I think it's easy to take them for granted at times. Um, but, you know, when, once you can figure out, and everybody's practice is a little bit different, once you can figure out, like, how to um, just really care for people at the highest level, the rest just kind of takes care of itself. Nice, man. Well, um, this has been good. It's been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. I know that when I asked Brian, I thought I, I've kind of hesitated because I know how busy he is. <laughs> but I know that if I asked, you would say yes, because you live that principle of the more I give, he knows the more uh, will come back to him. So I appreciate you being on, Brian. No problem. Well, I, I can't take credit for for that. I mean, I, I learned it from you guys. So, I mean, it's it's, it's the whole core of who the Crown Council is. And, and um, you know, I... I feel so grateful for the opportunity to be involved with, with such an awesome group, but um, just not, not just you guys as a leadership team, but it's one of the highlights of my year to be able to go out to these annual events 
and listen to the speakers. They're just phenomenal. But but to be able to see all my colleagues and see the success they're having, it's just it's just really cool. And uh, you know, I'll forever be be grateful for everything you guys have done for us too. Thanks, man. Very kind of you. Welcome. Well, I don't know when I'll see you next, but travel safe. All right, sounds good, man. <laughs> all right, dude. Thanks. All right.